Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Some kind of time, so some kind of Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a place you can go if you'd like to give us a little support and also receive some extra content because we have commentaries on a lot of great stuff like uh, cats, Annie, 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 um, and other things. <laughs> That uh, aren't Annie. Family yeah. Opera, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, basically, we cover the entire Weberverse as well as Annie. The Annieverse, the Weberverse. <laughs> uh, our current patrons are Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lira, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Darren the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskir, Colin McLeod, Fire of September, Mina Maniri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Allison Wonderland, Sean O'Neill, uh, B-Way Flicks, Mikkel Johan, uh, Johan. It's Michael Johan, what the Michael fuck, Michael Johan, I'm pronouncing one of those wrong. Nathaniel Stacy Coombe and Joseph Ev- Evans Green. They give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them and get fun content, um, content a day early, and a bunch of other stuff, come join us over at Patreon. We love them very much, and we hope they love us, too. All right, are you ready to start this show? Oh, yeah. Chicka-chicka-cow! Bump, bump! Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I am Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I'm, I'm considering uh, considering going out and just meeting some ugly girls on purpose to kind of like, you know, see who can get the ugliest girl, you know? Well, I could just dress in drag and you can bring me. That's a shoo-in. That's a win. I'll get money for that. Andrew, I can't help but hear dogs in the background. Is Is Michael Vick visiting? No, there's just a dog fight in the background. I what? Well, Michael Vick's not here. It's just a dog fight. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, guys. Our, our episode this week is Don Dog Fight. Better hold your nose when you swallow dirt. If you don't get something, you won't get hurt. At the dog fight. How can you let a pack of jerks tell you this is how the world works? <laughs> Honey, they're gonna get their fix. Where's your bark? Let's see your bite. You learn to bite. Don't let a pack of jerks tell you this is how the world works. Dogfight is a musical with music and lyrics by Pasek and Paul and a book by Peter Duncan. It is an adaptation of Nancy Sukvoka's 1991 film Dogfight. The musical premiered off-Broadway at the Second Stage Theater in 2012, and in August 2014, the musical had its European premiere at the Southwark Playhouse in London. The musical opened in July of 2012 at the Second Stage Theater after previews from June 27th and concluded its limited run on August 19th. The show is directed by Joe Mantello and choreographed by Christopher Gattielli. The original production starred Lindsay Mendez as Rose, Derek Klenna as Eddie, Josh Segarra as Boland. The cast also included Lick... Ah, oh, fuck him. 
<laughs> what? The show received rave reviews for its writers and for leading lady Lindsay Mendez's performance. What did you think of Dogfight, Andrew? Oh man, there certainly is uh, very little to say about this. <laughs> what? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, uh, well, um, well, I didn't know what it was going to be about, except for what you told me, and I, uh, that it wasn't about airplanes. Um, <laughs> and boy, was I disappointed, because I, I was hoping it would be about airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... You wanted Dunkirk the musical. Kinda. I mean, there's a lot of Vietnam content out there, and this is one of them. Um, but for some reason, they focus on what the Marines do back home for the vast majority of it, and then just kind of tack on a generic Vietnam ending where the guy loses his friends. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really like it. You don't like this? Why do you act shocked, Jess? I, I feel like this isn't your favorite either. I like it a lot, actually. Really? Yeah, I actually I'm, I'm like it quite a bit. I'm curious as to what you like about it so much. I really like the music specifically. I think it's a great album to listen to. I think the book is solid, like really solid storytelling and character development. And I think that for a stage show, it really cuts a lot of the bullshit out, if that makes sense. It is I, a very... I will agree with that. I like that it's short. Yes, it's only like 10 minutes longer than the movie. And there's like full ass like musical numbers here. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's it's nice to see something that isn't like three hours long for once. Yes. <laughs> um, and I watched the movie last night, and it's good. I think the musical is better. I mean, of course you do. I don't always think that, but this time I did. Um, I don't know. I guess I wasn't really that wowed by the music, and I feel like the story is just kind of. It's just not that interesting to me, I guess. Could you tell that it was written by the same guys that brought us Dear Evan Hansen? I'll be honest, I could not tell. Um, like you even going, even well, going have... into it and knowing that, I didn't really get that impression. Mm -hmm. I think this is the best work they've ever done, and they've done The Greatest Showman, La La Land, they've won Oscars, and I still think this is their best music and lyrical writing. Uh, I think the music in it is fine. I think I actually like some of the music from La La Land better, but yeah. Well, the music, they didn't do the music for La La Land, they just wrote the lyrics. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Um, alright, well, you want to go through the plot? Yeah, go through the plot, Andrew. What's the story of Dogfight? Okay, so apparently, and was this a real thing or is this just made up? The dogfights for the Marines are, they go out I don't think it was a Marine-specific thing, but it did happen, so if you, that makes sense. You did try to get ugly girls on purpose? I mean, I didn't personally do it, but you yeah, did, that did you happen. You did do this, Jess. I did not do this. I was not alive, and I swear I was not on the grassy knoll a few days before Hitler, or Hitler, JFK died. Wow, there's some serious political subtext right there, Jess. <laughs> 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 what are you trying to say? JFK was Hitler. He had a coming. No. <laughs> okay. Um, can I can I say something that's like not related to anything? Um, I mean, if you want to, sure. This is me just going into my real life for a second because talking about JFK. Um, when going through my old stuff recently, I found my dad's old letters. He wrote the FBI letters angrily asking why they didn't explain the JFK assassination, how it was obviously an inside job, and they just wrote them back. Like, oh, believe me, we're we're looking very heavily into this. Yeah. So your dad is a uh, conspiracy theorist? He was at age 12, yes. I'm just imagining, like, him with not much better to do but to write the government about how they killed JFK. That's amazing. 
<laughs> I didn't mean to like pause the story of dogfight to talk about that, but that's just such a weird thing in my life that I need to spit out into the world. Well, yeah, I find it kind of interesting that I mean, your dad is the one of the first conspiracy theorists at age twelve. Yeah, I mean, he he was ahead of the curve. He would he would love the Sandy Hook deniers nowadays. Oh, uh, would he? No, no, my dad, my dad's not an idiot. All right, <laughs> all right, back to the plot of dogfight. Um. So yeah, the there's a bunch of marines. They participate in one of these dogfights. Um, one of the marines actually falls in love with the girl that he picks up. Um, and then they go to war, and and his friends die, and then he's sad that his friends died. Wow, it's like Miss Saigon meets Les Mis with a little bit of you know Dear Evan Hansen sprinkles. Yeah, and the girl is like you know generic girl that has never been on a date before and is super scared of going on a date. And by the end of the night, she's getting finger banged. That's true. Good for her. Good for her. You ever get finger banged on the first date, Andrew? Um, not when I asked for it, no. <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> so no, never. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's an accurate description of dogfight. It is a very similar plot to Dear Evan Hansen, in a way. Where it is a liar revealed, and a guy is using a family or people unaware of the situation of his misdeeds to earn money, more or less. Yeah. Our lead character is doing something despicable for his own financial needs or his own guilt or whatever, and trying to, and basically trying to win us, the audience, back over the course of a musical. I think, as a story, this does it a lot better than Dear Evan Hansen does. I would say what he does is a lot less bad than what Dear Evan Hansen, like, what Evan Hansen actually does in that. Oh, really? Why do you say that? Well, nobody's dead, for one. I mean, his friends are by the end of it. Yeah, that's not his fault, though. Um, I don't know. The bad thing he does is uh, take advantage of a girl, and the good thing that he does to win it back is apologize to the girl and win her back. And finger banger. Don't forget the finger banging. Fair. Um, but that's part of his, him apologizing to her and winning her back over. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, unlike in Evan Hansen, the people that he hurts are the people that he directly apologizes to. Whereas in Evan Hansen, the person he's taking advantage of is dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's taking advantage of the parents in that situation, the parents and the sister. Yeah. And I feel like he doesn't ever really properly apologize to them either. <laughs> I disagree. He just does it too little too late, but he does do it. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think that's what I mean. The too little too late. Like, way too late. <laughs> Do you think that Eddie Burlace is a bad, like, impossibly irre irredeemable character? No. I think that these characters are just generic 20-something idiot marines. <laughs> like, I mean, they're not irredeemable, they just do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And well, you say generic girl who's never been on a date. Like, she's she's got her own thing going. She's like a songwriter and all of that. She's more than just, like, she's the, nerd. She's the geeky girl that sits in her room and is like, Oh, jeez, a boy actually likes me? I, I don't believe it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we've seen that a hundred times. Come on. Yeah, but she's not <laughs> self-pitying. As soon as she gets out, she's very much like she has her beliefs. And she's very out vocal about her beliefs, too. Yeah, so it's like Carrie. It does feel a little bit like Carrie, I'm not gonna lie. It feels similar to that, and I'm not even sure if it's just because it was an off-Broadway show and about teenagers. Yeah, it's definitely similar to Carrie. I would compare it to the to that. Just not the ending, obviously. Although, even the ending, I mean, they go I mean, dark. a lot of people die. 
they go pretty dark with the ending. I think the ending is one of the weirdest things about it because they just kind of tack on like a Vietnam ending, but it doesn't really it doesn't really go with the rest of the story at all. It's just I like, disagree very highly about that. Sure. What like what do you think? How does it fit? <clears throat> because Every scene with the Marines is all about how they're going to be heroes. We're a goddamn hero about the ticker take parade they're going to get when they come back and how everyone's going to worship them. Well, let me, let me correct you on that. One scene with the Marines is like that. No, all the, the other scenes are about them doing this dogfight thing. Well, also, you have the opening where they're talking about some kind of time and all that, where they very heavily talk about going to war and all that, and how no one really understood the conflict in, in Vietnam until the kids shipped out there and shit got real. Like, that is the saddest part of that. And they all expected them to come home heroes like they did from World War Two and World War One. Like their grandfathers and their grandfathers' grandfathers did. And with Vietnam, we just threw them onto the street, didn't give them an ounce of respect, and now they're mostly homeless or dead. Yes. Now that Which connects is why with this whole dogfight story, how? It just shows that people are shit. Yes, it does. But it doesn't really connect with the dogfight thing other than thematically them doing a bad thing and then people being bad. It kind of does where you don't think of the... Hmm... When you're going to war, you don't think about your enemies or the people around you as actual people. It's the elitism of military rank. I mean, I think like, you that can that... do whatever you want. I'm going to be a Marine. You know, the vine where the kid is like, careful, you're you're insulting a future U.S. military. You've seen that where a little kid says that. Yeah. I mean, that's like a stereotype of, of especially Marines where they think that like they're hot shit because they're Marines and. The Marines are, like, the toughest people in the whole country. And, like, yeah, I mean... But I still... It's still the... That aspect of it doesn't really tie in... Tie these two story elements together that well, I wouldn't say. I don't know, I disagree. I, I would have rather had a more political take that straight up is just about that aspect of Vietnam rather than just have that tacked on to the ending of this story. Maybe, but it's also tacked on on the end of the movie as well. That is very much in the source material. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm criticizing... The story that you The story in general. I'm not saying that it's not accurate as an adaptation. I'm just saying mm -hmm. that I don't, I don't think it fits very well. Mm -hmm. And I think it hits better in the musical than it does in the film. And I think that's more the reason why I'm more apt to defend it. I think it's, uh, it's just a little odd. I don't know. Because in the movie, basically... He goes off to fight, there's a bomb, goes off, and then he comes back and all his friends are dead. He runs into her and he's like, I, I, and they, they just hug and nothing else happens. Well, yeah, in this one, it's kind of the same thing, that they just sing a song. I mean, isn't a song always better? Than a hug? Not yeah. always. I'd rather be sung at than hugged any day. I would rather be hugged a lot of times, but watching a hug is not as good as getting a hug, so yeah, a song is but better to watch. But let me add a caveat to this. Um, they restructured the musical a little bit and they cut a lot out of the movie so that this could be like a very succinct under two hours piece, which I appreciate. Like in the movie, the dogfight ends about 35 minutes in and the rest of the movie is all of them just running around the town. Just like getting to having, know each other. Having some fun. Some kind of time. Yes. Whereas the musical spends more time at the dogfight and the end of it is basically the end of act one. Yeah. Which I think is better structurally. You know how I talk about the Frozen and how they restructured that entire thing so Let It Go could be the end of Act 1 and it's a terrible choice? Absolutely. This... Yes, this is the opposite of that where it works a lot better because of the restructuring they did. 
Yeah, just have the dogfight be the entirety of Act 1, and then Act 2 is, like, forgiveness and getting going to war. <laughs> yeah, it is a different, and it feels a little bit more structurally sound, and that ending doesn't feel as tacked on in the musical as it does in the film. Absolutely. I, I can agree with that, because it almost feels like two separate pieces. The Act 1 is the dogfight, and Act 2 is uh, something else, so... I still feel like the ending isn't really led up to very well, um, but you know, it's 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 not that bad. It's it's still fine. Do you think the relationship is well explored and well? Like, do you believe that they would grow together like that? Kind of. I I, I feel like Rose is pretty quick to forgive him, but you know, it's a show. I can get over that. <laughs> would you be able to forgive someone in that situation? I mean, they called me ugly. I can't forgive somebody for that. Well, you're ugly. I'm ugly. We're all ugly. That's it. I'm off the show. No, you're blocked on Skype. Um, I never want to talk to you again. And I'm just going to talk to all your friends about how much you suck. That's a fair. That's a fair thing to do. And then I'm going to make a YouTube video about how terrible you are. And then I'm going to expose you. I'm down. I'm down for that. <laughs> Turn I, down for what? You know what I like is that they didn't explore the other characters very much. You did like that? Yes. Why? Because I hate when there's too many characters, and I'm so glad we didn't have three Marines that were all almost exactly the same with, like, their own songs individually, each one of them, and all that shit. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually been a complaint, is that the four Bs don't really get much attention. Really? I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. They don't seem they... very They don't seem very interesting as characters as it is. Because in the movie, they constantly cut back to them, and they all have their, like, little personality quirks. One's got a southern accent, and it's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's like, I don't really care about these other characters, and thankfully, I don't need to in the musical. <laughs> Do, I felt they were a little too hateable in the musical, where in the movie, they're just kind of idiots. <laughs> Well, I think it's the same. It's just we don't know them well enough for them not to be super hateable. Right. Like one of like the one fellow that throws the money at the prostitute he hires with yeah. no teeth. He seems like kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, she's played by the girl that voices Tommy Pickles in Rugrats. Are you, what? Yeah, that E.G. Daly. That's going to be a little distracting. Yeah, and I was like, is that Tommy? And then I was like, yeah, that's her. She also plays Buttercup in the Powerpuff Girls. Man, is she really that ugly? She isn't that bad. She's... That's another problem with the dogfight in the movie and in the musicals. Like, all the girls that they brought are pretty cute. Yeah, it's like they when they cast it, they're like, yeah, so they're supposed to all be ugly, because that's what the whole point of this, but uh, no one's going to watch that if there's a bunch of <laughs> ugly girls on stage, so let's not Can't have no uggos! <laughs> <laughs> so we can't just, believe uh... he'd finger-blast an uggo! <laughs> yeah, so let's just have them all be really pretty. And then we just kind of give them weird hairstyles and, like, a fat suit. Yeah, and there we go. Now they constantly ugly. refer to Rose as like thunder thighs and stuff, but she's like, she's fine. She's yeah. gorgeous. Shut up. Shut the fuck up, Dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit odd that they're like seen as all super ugly, but really, it's kind of like uh, what was that old trend on like uh, like some social media shit where like people would just put marker on their face and then be like the ugly challenge or something like that. Oh yeah, don't that the shit. don't judge I me challenge. About that. It's like that. Like it's like a really pretty person in like a slight fat suit with like a weird hairstyle, and it's like, all right, now they're hideous. Don't look at me. I'm horribly ugly. <laughs> I'm ugly and I'm proud. <laughs> I mean, who would you bring to a dog fight if you were in this situation? I wouldn't participate in one. 
Oh really? You're so you're so high and above it. You wouldn't you wouldn't get involved in a dog fight. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I am above that. I think. I feel like you are as well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. All right. Well, so you're going around town and trying to find an ugly girl to basically bring to an ugly girl party so you can insult her. Ugly girl contest. All right. So uh, who do you bring? Your sister. I bring you. You bring me. I'm not a girl. They didn't say it had to be a girl. I mean, they did. <sighs> I I mean, yes, obviously I wouldn't participate in this. I would bring, uh, I don't know. I was going to make a joke about someone famous who's ugly, but I can't think of anyone right now. Everyone's just so beautiful. Honestly, I just find people so beautiful. It's true. I would bring old Deuteronomy. Be careful with old Deuteronomy. <laughs> Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but I, I got a show at you. We, we've got a Patreon and a ton of people. They're great. Our current patrons are... I'm gonna go backwards. Joseph Evans Green. Nathaniel Stacy Coombe. This has been a mistake. Um, Michael Johan. B-Way Flicks. Sean O'Neill. Allison Wonderland. Haley, Haley Murray, Murray. Brent Black. Monica Thoreau. Nina Maneri. <laughs> Fire of September. Callum McLeod. Taskier. Haley McDonald, Ewan Cassidy. Ewan Cassidy, Jess Lightning, Melissa Goldman, Taryn the Duck, hashtag John confirmed Donna. real duck, John Donna, Mackenzie Horner, Lily, Lily Ackles, Ackles, Benjamin Lehrer, Max, Max Lunig, Terry Needleden, Stephanie L, and that is all of our patrons at the moment. We love them all. They give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us, get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, our episodes a day early or even earlier, Come join us over at Patreon. And also, if you guys could leave us some five-star reviews, like, that that would help us a lot. And help my ego. I work very hard on this. And we've gone 72 weeks without missing a week. And come on, we need... Give us some credit. All right, let's get back to the show, I guess. The whole damn town is ours to borrow. Nothing's standing in our way. The whole damn world might change tomorrow. So we go for broke today. Making it count. Taking that one shot we got You just don't know where the night might go Here's to JFK and the USA Some kind of time Take what we own With a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am Your boys have grown Some kind of time Cut all our strings We are kings for an evening What do you say? Some kind of time. What did you think of that song? It's a little long, but I think it's fine. It's kind of I think a it's fun a good melody. Opening number. Kind of a fun little melody. It sets up the rules of the dogfight really well. Yep, because otherwise I don't think anyone today would know what a dogfight is. No, no. They just assume that it's a musical about the Wright brothers. I mean, that's what I would have assumed. Yes. I've been like, which one's Orville and which one's uh, Wilbur? What, 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 why are they doing this? I didn't know they were the military. So I, I think this song is very effective and bouncy in the way, and it makes you feel the time period as well. It feels very early 60s. Yeah. So here's here's my thought on this, though, is who's, whose idea of a good time is to go find an ugly girl and bring her on a date? Whose idea of a good time isn't to make some money? I mean, you're already in the Marines. You're, isn't that your job? Aren't you making money? Not until you get back. You get like a one-week 
one, you know, you get, what is it called? Um, uh, stipend, but not much more. My goodness, who would want to be in the Marines? What a, what a dummy. Well, you think you'd get glory forever and ever and ever, amen. Yeah, thank goodness Vietnam has proved that wrong. <laughs> and Iraq, and this new war with Iran that we're in apparently, like, you know. Nobody likes the military anymore, it's sad. <laughs> it really is. Support our troops, but not the wars that they fight. Yeah, well, it's hard to do both. It really is. Because we tend to not think of our enemies as human, which is really bad. Didn't you guys watch M.A.S.H.? Yeah. Come on, guys. Don't you watch M.A.S.H.? Yeah, the greatest show of all time, Alan Alda. Hmm. No new more, no new Twilight Zones. Isn't that, that's like a lyric in this. Yeah, you j I think someone just Googled what was on in the 60s. So they were like, dinosaur, no Twilight Zones, no ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> Some Kind of Time is an alright song. It's a, it's a decent opening number. It sets up the rules of the game that they're going to be playing. And so. it sets up the kind of careless nihilism of the Marine Corps. Semper Fi, do or die. Yep, we three Bs are blah blah blah. I like uh, Hey Good Looking. It's kind of a funny song. It is, but it's kind of a one joke, and it just... It that just one, going. I feel, is really repetitive. Yeah, it's I like the same joke mm -hmm. over and over again for like three minutes or four minutes. Yeah, it, but building up to the song I really, really like, Come to a Party. So why not come to a party with me? Why not come to this party? A five-piece band, I'll take your hand, Rose, and twirl you around. Buy you a drink, don't stop to think, say yes. Come to a party with me. Just say yes. I don't know, Eddie. My old man's always saying he can't steal second base with your foot on first. Sometimes you gotta gamble, Rose. You can bet on me. Oh, the song between uh, B and Rose? Yeah, Birdlace and Rose, where he's just sincere, appearingly to be sincerely convincing her to, that he's just kind of into her. But not in like a predatory way, but like, hey, we, we get along. Why don't you just come to this weird party with me? I'm a good guy, I promise. So he straight up lies to her to get her to go to a party where he's going to make fun of her. It's so yes, sad. Yes, but the thing is, it bothers me because I can't tell if this makes Birdlace worse than his friends or better than his friend. He's playing the nice guy act which none of his friends are able to do because they are just kind of ignorant, where he's just like, I'll tell her everything she might want to hear and make her feel dumb and like act like I know more than her about something she's interested in. So does that make him a worse person than his friends that are just kind of two-dimensionally running up to girls asking them like, hey, what you doing? I think it actually does, yes. Because he's actively manipulating someone, whereas at least the other guys are just straight up like telling them, hey... <clears throat> You look great. You want to go dance? And that's yeah, it. Exactly. So I think that makes him a worse person than all of his friends, despite the fact that, like, the musical is trying to frame the other guys as worse. The other guys are more honest about what they're doing, at least. Yeah, and that kind of makes it feel less nasty inside. Whereas him just saying, like, you're just really pretty and uh, I want to, I like talking music with you so we could probably have a good night tonight. That hurts more than like, you hot, let's go dance. <laughs> yeah, because like the worst thing that comes from that is it's like, oh, well, it turns out I didn't think you were that hot. Ha ha. Ha I fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like when, when this, when it comes out that he actually didn't think any of these things, it's like, oh, so you actually didn't think I was nice or are funny or interesting to talk to or all these things 
<laughs> right. Okay. So that's the thing. His friends all go with the the looks, basically. Like you're very pretty, like on all that, like in all everything like that. But he's like complimenting her personality and her as a person. And when that turns out to be a lie, that hurts even worse. Yeah. Uh, it's a he's he's not a good guy. Although I would say none of them are good guys. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Duh. I love Billy Eilish. I don't think I've ever listened to that song all the way through. I've seen a lot of memes of it. Hey, they're the dogs. No, they're the slimes. You hurt nice girls for real nice times. And you don't need some worthless dime from a dog fight. Dog fight. Dog fight. And the ring. It's a dog fight. Dog fight. Hear it. Ding, ding, ding. No, you can't give in and you can't play dog. Let's talk about the song Dogfight. Uh, between uh, the two girls? Yeah. This song sounds weird. It feels very screamy. I think that's just the way the one girl sings, to be honest with you. But I like that actress. It's Annalie Ashford, and she's incredible. Yeah, but she does sing it in like a very kind of like belty way. Is that... Well, there's the question. Is it just because it's written that way? Or is that an actual way that she sings it? Because I think Rose sings it very similarly with her. I guess it might just be written that way. I mean, it probably is direction. I doubt that she's allowed to just... I doubt the people were just watching and like, oh, just sing it however you want. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so I'm sure it was directed that way. I kind of wonder why they wanted it to be like that. I guess just the anger in the song to come through. I mean, it does, it does come through, but it's got some of the most vulgar unpleasant dialogue like i've shown it to my girlfriend and she the way i describe my girlfriend is she only likes really good musicals and everything else is bad to her i mean that's fair kind of like you like she likes the good ones and she probably wouldn't pass a single look at this this is a extremely mediocre i would say <laughs> i'd say it's above mediocre i like it a lot it's got really good songs but i showed her this and she's like this is annoying like what the fuck? I could I can see that. I would say but a lot of the songs in this can get a little bit obnoxious. They do get a they they are pretty repetitive. Like I feel like it needs a longer bridge. Yeah. I mean this song does have one where she's like, No, they're the boys, no, they're the sign who hurt nice girls for real nice times. Yeah, but it's still kind of a it's kind of like a annoying bridge. Or it can be or, obnoxious. How can you let a bunch of jerks tell you that's how the world works? It's got some vulgar lyrics, like some little prick with a knob for dick's gonna get you down. Like, that's uh, just, it, it's, it's good lyrical writing, like it's Sondimian, but it's like, ah, I don't like hearing that. I don't mind it. You know I talk dirty. Well, and there's also other lines like, so full of shit their eyes turn brown, which is great lyrical descriptions, but also, ugh. Poop is gross, and we don't need to talk about it that much. You're so full of shit your eyes turn brown. Let's talk about Pretty Funny, which I think is my favorite song in this entire show. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? Aren't you funny? Pathetically naive and desperate to believe. 
It's pretty funny that she got lied to and everything was a lie. Mm -hmm. It's such a brilliant use of the setting. Like they had a previous song called Nothing Short of Wonderful, where she's like trying on all these dresses. And you just if you're in a hurry, you don't like put the dresses back on the hanger. You just toss them on your bed. I'll deal with that when I get home. I'll deal with that when I get home. And then you go out and you've had the worst night of your life. You were told you were ugly and this person was using you to get money. And then you come home and you see all the dresses and you remember that excitement and you just feel so stupid. Yeah, it's a sad one. It is. And it's effective where and you can still see her being optimistic where she's like, there has to be an upside. And she's like, I was dancing. I went dancing with a guy. And that was her only upside from that night, which shows her character optimistic in the same way as Annie without like it feeling forced. And also not being as young as Annie or an no, orphan. So no. basically, it's just better than Annie. <laughs> yes, this is better than Annie. Yeah. I just, can I, it's can kind I of take hard that to, statement? Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that she goes back from this moment to actually going back and dating him again, you know? Uh, yeah, I know. I feel like it's a little, it's almost unbelievable that someone would do that to themselves. <laughs> Yeah, and that's unbelievable in the movie too. But he was he was you know walking Phoenix's He's so more talented cute. brother in the movie. So <laughs> <laughs> you know the dead one. Which one? Um, it was uh, River Phoenix. Oh, okay. He was the Eddie in the movie. All right, what do you want to talk about now? Um, I love that song. Um, first date last night. I think is a great number, great scene too. What do you like about it? Um, it. I really appreciate that it's not like a romance number, like, oh, he's so perfect and how great he is, and oh, she's better than I thought, and I think I'm in love. It's more like, yeah, I'm probably going to leave this being disappointed, but I'm going to try to make my way through the night for both of them on both ends. And then they come to like, maybe this won't be terrible at the end, which is much better than I expected it to be when I got to this point where I'm like, oh, they're just going to fall in love like fucking Rogers and Hammer style. And they don't. They have to put the work in. How do they end up getting the date again? I kind of forgot that part. What do you mean? How do they end up meeting up again? Um, he comes, he feels guilty and he brings her like a rose and all that. And he says oh, yeah, rose yeah, yeah. Rose. And she's like, I don't really want to see you. And he's like, come on, give me another chance. I leave tomorrow. Just just let me come with you. I mean, give you a, the together. date that. Well, yeah. <laughs> and there's some really cute moments, like when they go to the fancy restaurant and she gets them in by making her pretending to be pregnant and being a married couple. Like that is where you see them really work well together and realize she is more duplicitous than he originally thought. And she's more than just the good girl. <sighs> There's a lot of good character development portions in this song and in this entire scene. Yeah. You got anything to say? I really don't have anything to say. Andrew, why do you gotta be so fucking lame? Well, I just have very minimal feelings about this. And we're like, (laughs) bum, 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 bum. Oh yeah, that's one thing I did want to say. Why is there so many parts in this that are just like not singing words, just like them saying things that are like nonsense words? You mean like Rama Tum Tugger is a curious cat? Kind of like that. Like there's multiple parts of this show, like many different songs that are just, they have parts that are just like, dun, dun, da, 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 dun, da, da. Just like, why not just write words for that part? 
I mean, I like it in here, but I get what you mean, especially in the opening where she's like, da, 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 da. Yeah, like they, they do it in a, in a couple songs and it's like, I just don't understand it. Why not just write words? <laughs> you know, this does feel like the same people that would talk about waving through a window later on. What does that even mean, Andrew? It means that you're watching life go by. No, that's what finishing the hat means. No, finishing the hat means that you're working on something while life goes by. Waving yes. through a window means you're doing nothing while life goes by. What does it mean to go on for forever? Um, well, I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that one. Andrew, it was the end of May or early June, a picture-perfect afternoon we shared. What is that even from? Ride the winding country road, have a scoot at Alamode, and then we're there. That's from Dear Evan Hansen, your favorite musical. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even remember what that was from. Dear Evan Hansen just was bad, and I didn't like it at all. We should do another episode on it. No, we shouldn't. Um, they should make a movie so we have to do a commentary on it. No, they probably are going to, aren't they? Yeah. Um, we'll probably get the Dear Evan Hansen movie before we even get that fucking Wicked movie. Jesus Christ. That's sad. <sighs> <laughs> Get his shit when you come back. When you come back, repeat, replay each death, each day. There's a guilt that you can't shake away for coming back. Come Back, which is the last song I want to talk about. Uh, Come Back? You know, his Vietnam War, like, yeah. Where he comes back and, and we get the generic Vietnam stuff, like, oh, no one likes the people that come back from war and all the veterans get all the hate. And... I mean, yes, it's a theme in the story. It's important. It's a theme in every Vietnam story. I just it wasn't tired a of theme it. In, it wasn't a theme in Miss Saigon, though. That actually is true. Maybe that's why I like Miss Saigon so much. <laughs> <laughs> Because it really doesn't side with the Americans at all in that t- that story. Yeah. Um, comeback is fine. Uh, Vocally, it's impressive to hear any singer do it. Yeah. I mean, the song itself is pretty good. And I think I think it just doesn't hit home for me as well, because the whole rest of the show is not about that. So it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. Like, it just feels like you have this emotional resolve um, on something that is unrelated to what the entire rest of the show is about. So... I think Andrew just wants to drink the Haterade. What'd you say? Because this show's great, and he's jealous because of how good this show is. No, I think that this show like, would be Man, much better. I wish I could make a show this good. I definitely could make a show this good, and don't you don't you deny that? What would you make it about? Um, probably the Wright brothers. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Someday. One day. Don't you guys steal that from us? 
Don't steal it from us, we'll be saying when we have, like, long gray beards. Don't, don't steal it! Don't steal that idea, we're still going to make that! We'll call it dog fight! No, we can't do that! <laughs> uh. We're living together and we're both pooping out a hole in our sides. Alright, well... Our grandchildren won't call us. What is your overall thoughts on Dogfight? Um, I like Dogfight a lot. I think it's Pasek and Paul's best piece of work to date, and significantly better than Dear Evan Hansen or The Greatest Showman. I hope they do more work like Dogfight, even though I know they won't. Okay. So I give it some cream cheese, because it's just so nice. Andrew, can I ask you a question before you give your cheese rating? Sure. I think we gotta Muppetize this. I'd like to know how you would recast this movie with Muppets. Really? You wanna... I mean, I think Bird Birdlace is uh is Kermit, and Rose is Miss Piggy. I think that's easy. Alright, what about all the rest? Let's see. The other bees could be Fozzie and... um, Let's see. Fozzie, Gonzo. Gonzo for sure would fit... I actually kind of want this to happen now. I can see this working really well. Who would the third, the other one? Was there only, there's only three bees, isn't there? There are four bees, I think. I think there's other marines. I don't know if there's more than three. No, there's four bees, and there's the trio that stays behind and have their own adventures. Ah, okay. All right, so who's the fourth bee? We have Kermit, we have Fozzie, we have Gonzo, and... How about we just, we could just throw Swedish Chef in there just for fun. (laughs) That works. That works pretty well. There's really not that many characters, so I feel like that's that's pretty much all we need. And then we just need a guest character. So I think the the lounge singer will be played by some uh, comedic guest. Who would play the prostitute? Oh right. Uh, what if she's played by like the the bad Miss Piggy from uh from the new Muppet movie, uh, the yes. Muppets? I thought you were gonna try to say it was oh what's the girl from Electric Mayhem? Oh the uh, what is it like Janice? Janet? Janice, yeah. I don't think she would work. Uh... I think Electric Mayhem should be the band that sings, like, That Face, which I think is actually a really funny song. I actually do like That Face. I thought that was kind of funny, because it's like the the lounge singer singing about how how pretty they look, and everyone else is adding lyrics about how ugly they are. Yeah, that's a really clever song. We should have talked about it, but also, it's it's late, and we're tired, and we want to go to sleep. Yeah. Well, my overall thoughts are, I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it, and I probably won't remember it existed in about a week. <laughs> Why, though? Why do you think made this so generic to you? I want elaboration. I, I just don't know. It just didn't have any emotional resonance with me, like, at all. And I'm not really sure why that is, but I just, I didn't it's get anything out of it. because you're heartless and don't care about others because you have no empathy? You're just like these Marines? That might be the case. That might be what it is. Uh, as Are far you a as psychopath? A sociopath, maybe, but not a psychopath. Do you watch yourself while you have sex with women because you're just so in love with you? I already said I'm not a psychopath. All right. Okay. Um, as far as a cheese rating, I'm going to give this American cheese. Because it's the hometown hero. Take a drink break. <laughs> well, mostly because American cheese would be what Marines would likely be eating, and American cheese is extremely generic and forgettable. Wow, I thought you liked American cheese. I feel like you've given a lot of shows American cheese because you like it. No, I have not. I I give American cheese to shows I think are generic usually. Although I may have slipped Uh up in the past and given it to one I did like, which was probably a mistake. You given, I think you gave the Music Man like American cheese. Okay, that one is American cheese because it's so uh, quintessentially American though. 
Wow. Guys, if you could just yell at Andrew and tell him how wrong he is about Dogfight, because I honestly feel like everyone's going to be on my side, and that never happens. I mean, that's fine. I just... It, it really just didn't grab my attention. Andrew, we're going to get like five one-star reviews because we didn't do research on how good Dogfight is. We didn't have the same opinion as the people reviewing us. All right, well, I'm not going to research beyond just watching the show and giving my opinion. And I, I watched the show and I listened to it again uh, twice. So you can't tell me I, I don't know the show. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Fine. All right. Um, you know what I do like, though? Our patrons? Yes, they're wonderful. I love each and every one of you. Here's a kiss from me to you. Mwah! I love you so much. You're so you're you're da- your two musical theater daddies love you so much. We want you to be successful. We want you to go back to school, drink water, stay hydrated, pee after sex, do all these things. It's really important. Take two poops before every show. Every time you see a musical, two poops, pee after sex, and then poop during sex. Well, that's a given. I mean, yeah, that's how else do you get to maintain your erection unless you poop during sex? Oh god. We've gone off the rails. Good night, everybody. Uh, crazy. No, I got I got things <laughs> I gotta say. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is at Cheesy Musicals. Our Patreon is Musicals with Cheese. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is Musicals with Cheese. Our email is MusicalTheaterLives at gmail.com. Um, our title card was created by the absolutely incredible Jolene Casco. All right, Andrew, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this on up? Wrap it on up. We love you. When you come back. When you come back. When you come back. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Love ya. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.